The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of Dear Download, a podcast where we get to share our most intimate and treasured memories of Download Festival. We'll talk about each year, the bands we saw, the bands we missed and everything else noteworthy that happened across the weekend. Also, we'll touch upon any news, other festivals and the music industry past, present and future. This week is the third week of our Countdown to Download episodes, uh, where we will be talking about all of the bands that are playing on the Friday at this year's Download Festival 2023. Uh, we've already done the Sunday and the Saturday, so if you haven't if you haven't listened to them, go back and check them out. And I am Adam, and as always, I'm here with Simon. Hello. How are you, mate? Yeah, mate? I'm good. I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm gravy. Um, just give people a heads up. Me and Adam did go on my stag do the weekend just gone, so um, my voice is still a bit mashed. Ad sounds all right, actually. Um, but we had a very extreme weekend at um, 90s Butlins Adult Weekender. Uh, but it was great fun Wicked. and kind of got us in the mood properly for download, especially on the Sunday when we were making up for, as Adam said, we've lost our Thursdays <laughs> now as our buffer day to chill. So we spent all day drinking in the room, like eight of us getting absolutely mashed, talking about bands, all that sort of stuff. So we've had one day Thursday. And uh, as you will come to see after this podcast, we might have another Thursday in the works, but we'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, no, that's what the best thing about it was. It wasn't planned. We we all went out in the morning, didn't Mm -hmm. we? And then we just like, we'll just go back to the room. And we sat there for, like you said, like pretty much all day. Yeah. Just chatting about music and have music on. I think we all started drinking at about, I want to say around midday, one o'clock. And then we didn't end up going out until about 10 o'clock at night. So we just sat in the rooms like drinking and just oh it was great fun yeah it was, it was more like 11 that you guys went out because i was in bed around half yeah past 10. uh let's just say so. that adam got handed an eight percent daya and he was having a good old laugh and the next minute i was like where's adam and he was in the room next door so i went in and the little baby sleeping on the bed yeah he was not it was out. nice I- a good 10 hours sleep that night uh, on a stag do. Yeah. <laughs> 10 hours sleep. <laughs> you were the lucky but, one, uh, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, probably my voice is a bit better. It's better than yours. Yeah, yeah. Didn't go out partying hard. Well, we were partying, weren't we, with um, with one of the Chuckle Brothers. That's what we were doing. Yeah, we were at a Chuckle Brothers rave, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, anything else over the last couple of weeks? We will come to your YouTube very soon. But uh, other than that, anything else? Nothing really. We were kind of just building up to the stag do, really, weren't we? And then now it's building up to yeah. other stuff. So yeah, that was it, really. It was just just that. Had a lot of fun on the stag cool. do, but nothing else really to report, I would say. Yeah, but uh, well, yeah, your, your YouTube is um, smashing it with your YouTube at the moment, aren't you? Yeah. I remember what did you put the seven hundred subscribers up about a week ago, and then you turned to me on the on the second day of the stag do and was like, "Just hit, just hit eight hundred subscribers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like. I haven't even had like a single opportunity to do the 800 subscribers and now it's on 860 something. So I'm like, 
Eight, well, we're going to probably get to the 900 and then it will surpass that and probably get to the 1K. I was like, I want to get to 1K for the end of the year. That was my that was my, my my legitimate goal that I set myself. So I'm really happy. When you said that, yeah. when, when you said that, I had in my head, you'll probably hit it before download. Yeah, I didn't think so. And you almost certainly though. will now. I didn't think so. <laughs> but um, yeah, obviously, whenever yeah. you do download festival style content like us doing these around the same sort of time, it, it, no matter what kind of media you're doing it always kind of picks up so videos around that i always know i'm going to get more subscribers but i didn't think it was going to be this many and it's more than before like before people would watch my videos but they wouldn't subscribe but now they can see that i'm up, yeah. you know subs- um putting a video up every single week people are more likely to subscribe whereas before it would be months between videos where now people are going oh i like this guy or i like the information he's given me and I might want to see what else he's doing next because he's doing a video every week. So people are more likely to subscribe as well. So yeah, if you're listening, yeah. if you come over from the YouTube or if you're from the podcast, one of the podcast down, dear download heads and you're watching the YouTube, thank you very much. Like, honestly, I really appreciate it. And it was nice to have Vicky in the last video. And uh, yeah, a lot of people have enjoyed <laughs> enjoyed her doing the um, hair stuff <laughs> on me and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's been it's been good fun. Good feedback. Love it. Yeah, good. Yeah, I, I saw. I actually watched that one last night. Um, but yeah, so like you said, is doing loads of stuff about download at the moment. You did the last one was called things uh, like just going over the things that you're packing for this year. Yeah, the one before that was uh, like tips stuff and to stuff. Take in yeah, general. Yeah. yeah, that's always yeah. good because you know this year, especially we know because of how packed it is, especially with all the, like the bring me heads come in, a lot of younger people come in and, you know, they don't know what to bring to a festival. So I thought I would give them some tips, help them out. Yeah. Like I always say, like, I wish there was people doing, you know, videos on YouTube about it when I was going because I, I packed awfully <laughs> for the first few years, really badly. Didn't have anything that I actually <laughs> needed. So it's nice to help other people out and hopefully, yeah, they can, what's this cat doing? They can, um, sorry, there's a cat on the window behind me just sitting there. Um, yeah, hopefully it'll help them out on that. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun doing the YouTube. It is really 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 cool enjoying it so yeah awesome but i mean it changes every year as well it doesn't like you, you can do a very similar video each year because things might change um similar to i want to i want to talk about rip again we've, we've done an episode all about rip with uh kev and jem from ready to Moshcast. yeah uh but before down this year i i have been thinking i do want to get someone on hopefully we'll get Stu on and maybe one other person to talk about RIP because it's changed. You know, it's it's going to be new information. Definitely, so, yeah. Like you can just keep doing the. I could imagine that similar. Videos. I think we discussed it in that video actually. The the original RIP is very far away from what RIP is now. So it's always changing yeah. every year. And like festivals now, the reason why these RIP packages are so big is people want to want to go to festivals, but they also want to be as comfortable as possible at the festivals so yeah yeah they're always going to get better there's always going to be better packages like now you can stay in the big house and like there's all yeah. kinds of crazy like packages that they're doing so yeah 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 awesome i mean i'll, I'll yeah like i said i want to try and talk about as much as that of that as possible uh i should say at this point as well we are hoping to have including this episode four more episodes out between now and download um which is crazy it's gonna be crazy busy for us but uh hopefully we can do it yeah, it's all um, fun, isn't it? One of them, yeah, one of them will be the Wednesday morning episode. Uh, if you haven't got a submission in for that yet, get it in now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's quite demanding. Yeah, no, no, so no, no. Let's no. um, be demanded. <laughs> if you want to be on the Wednesday episode, the Wednesday morning episode where you all get your say about download, you all have a, you know, 
two or three minutes or whatever to talk about download, why you're going, who you want to see, you know, why you love download. You need to get your clips into us of you speaking or just write a message to us and me or Adam will read it out on the show. So it's just an opportunity to give a little bit back to you guys so you guys can take over the podcast for an episode. And, um, you know, because we always want to hear what you guys have to say. So, and again, as well as that, Discord. Discord is blowing up at the moment. Uh, which is fantastic. Is, We've got yeah. loads of people joining. So again, if you listen to this and you're one of those people that still hasn't joined the Discord, join it. I guarantee you, you won't regret it. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, every day, every, people are on there every day chatting about everything. It's incredible. Honestly, I every time I look at the Discord, I'm like, how have we, how have we created this? Like, this is, <laughs> this is crazy. Like, all these people on here just chatting, just, you know, only posi- posi vibes, as they say. It's all... All gravy, and again, shout out to Stu for um, our admin for um, you know, our mod- not moderator, our administrator for sorting everything out yeah. for us and helping us out and stuff. So, yeah, it's awesome. Come over and do yeah. it. And Wednesday morning, get your fucking things in, all right? Don't make me come on your house <laughs> and spank you unless you're into that, then I'll spank you anyway. <laughs> but I do want a Wednesday episode thing as well, so get it in, please. Come on. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, we, we said there'll be a deadline for that for the Wednesday morning one. Uh, by the time this comes out, uh, there's only going to be about a week and a half left of the deadline. Uh, we haven't worked out exactly what date, but it'll be roughly around the first of June. Um, so it'll give us a bit of time to actually get together and record it, record our bits, read them out. Um, so yeah, well, let's we say first of June here now. Yeah, sure. Sounds and good. And we me. can work it out after. Yeah. Okay, first of June. So. It'll be about a week and a half, about 10 days, I believe, after this one comes out. So don't wait too long, is all I want to say. Yeah. Um, and like you said, the same same as you. Thank you to Stu. Amazing work. Appreciate everything you're doing. Hopefully we'll be chatting with you live soon to go on an extra, go on one of our extra episodes we're putting out as well. Definitely. Excellent. Uh, well, do you have any news or new releases you want to talk about before we go into the main topic uh i i was gonna save them for another episode if i'm honest so just yeah don't put any of that in just we'll just talk about whatever you want to talk about but i don't have any news or new releases from my end so okay um well there's a couple of bits i wanted to talk about okay i'm gonna put a little i'm gonna put a clip in from a previous episode here okay electric Callboy. i do not like electric Callboy. <laughs> i'm gonna say that straight away I really quite like Electric Callboy now. <laughs> uh, I've come around quite quickly. I think I just couldn't get it in my head or get my head around it listening on Spotify. It just, I don't know, it just didn't work for me on Spotify. But Kelly wanted to check them out because you know, there's a lot of hype around them at the moment. Definitely. Um, and she put some of the videos on. And I was just potting around the house doing some housework. And she had a video on and I sort of stopped to look at it for 20 seconds. And I carried on with what I was doing and then thought, no, I want to stop and look again for another 20 seconds. And I carried on what I was doing and then stopped for another 20 or 30 seconds. And I was like, yeah, this is actually quite good. I, I understand this now. I, I really quite like this. And and we watched a lot of their music that night. Good. And I really like them. Yeah. And I will almost certainly be going to see them. Awesome. That's good, man. I'm glad that you've um <laughs> yeah. yeah that you've come round on them. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah I, I understand that when you first look at it, you think, hmm, a bit weird. Uh, but then after a few listens, because I was the same when Carter played into me, I was like, yeah, yeah that's very strange. But then after a while, I put yeah. them on a playlist and I grew to think, no, this is pretty awesome, actually. It's quite different. I like it. Yeah. And you were surprised that I didn't like it because mm. it was like 90s mm. style. 
yeah. music with with 90s singing yeah i thought i thought it was, it like, it was you know like within what you would like but that's why i was surprised when you said you didn't <laughs> like it because i was like oh, okay well, I, I figured you yeah. did but so it, it it just shows that simon knows me better than i know myself <laughs> <laughs> by now <laughs> no i know your music better than you do i don't know you better than yeah. yourself i know your music tastes better than you do yeah from now on definitely. i'm just gonna pick all the bands that you listen to okay you're not allowed to listen to any music unless i pick it for i'm joking <laughs> okay another big one i want to talk about okay is the weather because you keep telling people you think it's gonna be bad weather and i want to disagree with you <laughs> but i can't <laughs> i really can't so i've been saying for ages we always have like a mini heat wave at the end of May. It's been really nice. Nice weather the last couple of days. Uh, usually lasts mm. about two weeks. I don't know the science behind it, but I just always guessed that it's nice weather. It builds the pressure up nice and high for early June where it just drops <laughs> the rain because of those two, because of the nice weather in the two weeks we have at the end of end of May. Yeah. Um, that makes I sense. I got D in geography in my GCSEs. <laughs> So I don't know if, that, if that's how it actually It kind of sounds right, though. Like, you're, it's, you're, you know, you're always going to have bad weather after good weather. So you don't want an extended amount of good weather pre-download because it just doesn't bode well. You know, sometimes Britain surprises you and you have like six to eight weeks of really, really good weather. But I think that always tends yeah. to happen a bit later in the year. Like our, our, our summers are just getting later and later now. Soon... You know, you won't have April showers. It'll be May showers and then June showers. And, you know, now it can be really hot even way into September now. So I really do think that mm. our weather system is sort of shifting to further towards the end of the year. So it makes sense that June isn't necessarily going to have the bad weather. But then again, it all affects. It depends on what's going on anywhere else. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying I have a feeling it's going to be a wet download. I don't care about wet downloads. I get over it. I, I think to myself, oh, for fuck's sake. And then after like two minutes, that's it. I'm there, I'm in, have a few beers, and I couldn't care less what the weather's like. And I, But I know some people are hugely affected by bad weather. So if it's bad weather, they definitely know yeah. that they're not going to enjoy themselves as much as they would if it was sunny. But I think what people have to do is just kind of get that out of their heads. No matter what it is, just look at where you are, who you're with, whatever. And just try your hardest to just, you know, it's, if it's going to be wet, it's going to be wet. There you go. You know it's going to be wet now. So just accept it and just try and have the best time that you can. That's the only sort of advice I can give for that. Because mm, I get bummed yeah. out for like 10 minutes and then I'm like, ah, fuck it. Let's just drink and have fun. Like, I don't care. It's annoying watching bands in the rain. You know, you always enjoy them more when it's not raining. But oh, well, we, we can't control the weather, unfortunately. So if it happens, it happens. But I just have a feeling that we're going to have not a 2016. I'm not talking about 2016, you know. I'm talking about <laughs> a possible showers here and there, maybe. Maybe not a download 2019. Maybe more of a 17, you know, where it will be a little bit rainy, then quite nice and sunny, then a little bit rainy again, and then quite nice and sunny. I'd be happy with that. So, yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah, talking... It's, I'm not, my prediction isn't that it's going to piss down. It's just that we are not going to have as much of a nice year as we did last year because that was <laughs> bless <laughs> yeah um yeah I, I i think when it gets closer to it we'll know mm. roughly what it's going to be i mean you can never yeah fully give it understand yeah. the weather. like literally another where are we now what is it now it's like so we're like it's three just, weeks three weeks today we'll be there so we're just over halfway through so <laughs> in about a, you know i'd say like a week and a half you'll start to get an idea of the predictions of that time and they will change slightly 
But um, yeah, yeah. Let's just hope that it's going to be bad weather for the next week. But I don't think it is. <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty good. So, oh well, we're not. We can't predict it. But yeah, no. Uh, I just want. I just want to get your opinion on one thing as well. There's a band similar to what I'm about to describe playing on the Friday, um, but I don't know if I might forget about it when we're talking about them. But I I did see a story a uh, mm-hmm. week or so ago, and I posted it in the Discord about how there is now two versions of Saliva. <laughs> yeah. Two versions of the band Saliva. And I think basically how it's worked is the original singer, Josie Scott, left... I think in 2010 to 2011. Um, And I spoke recently about how the remaining founding member, Wayne Swinney, died Mm -hmm. a few weeks back. Yeah. Which means Josie Scott probably has access to all of the stuff they wrote again. Okay. Um, So he's going to be touring with his own version of Saliva and playing the songs that that he helped write or wrote when he was in the band. The new version of Saliva that doesn't have any founding members is carrying on going. Because that makes sense, you know, some people have been in the band 10, 15 years, just not from the beginning. Yeah, so if you've if you've been in the band that long, yeah, 100%. If you've been in a band yeah. for 15 years, they've probably been in the band, I'm guessing, longer than some of the original members would have been in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. But um, yeah, I've, I've never heard of this before, but apparently there are other bands that have gone this way, where there's two versions of the same band. Um, and I wondered if you'd heard of any or, or have any the thoughts on that. I, I'm just more interested in which one you're siding with. <laughs> Are you siding with the old singer who decided to leave and then now wants to start playing the songs again? Or are you going to be siding with the guys who have literally been, you know, trying their hardest to carry on and make albums without original members, but still c- continuing saliva? I don't have to, do I? Really? I mean, that's, that's no. You don't have to, but I know how much I know how you. much you love this band, so it's a big yeah. deal. So, if there was a bill with saliva followed by saliva, <laughs> I'd love it, right? <laughs> oh my I'd god! I'd have both. Um, so they can support themselves <laughs> no. at their own gigs. That's what they should do. You should have yeah s- saliva supported by s- saliva. <laughs> <laughs> Co-headline tour. Co-headline saliva and saliva. Nice. <laughs> You won't know which one you're going to get last. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I if I, if either if I had to go with either of them, I'd probably say the new version of them, mm. the, not the, yeah, the the version that has the singer that's been with them for the last ten years. Yeah, the not Josie Scott version because I love his vocals anyway. You know, I think he's really good. You know, I wasn't one of these people who was like because oh, yeah, I see so many people online saying like it's not Saliva without Josie Scott, but this new singer Bobby Amuru, he's amazing. Uh, really good singer, and I love love all the stuff he's done. So, yeah, well, we'll see, won't we? We'll see what the quality of what they <clears throat> release is, or you know, yeah. if the if the original singer is just going to do gigs of the old stuff and not actually release anything, and then Saliva 2.0 are going to continue to release music, new music as new version of Saliva. So that'll be interesting to see what. They... Well, didn't yeah. you say they already had an album like written, ready to go? They they have, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's probably just been polished up. I knew it was meant to be out this year. At some point, uh, I think it was meant to be June, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's been, if it's been pushed back yeah. a little bit from then. Well, we'll see, but, won't so, we? Yeah, it was interesting. I, yeah. I, no, no one really commented about it on, on the Discord, 
because I think I'm probably one of the only people in the UK who cares about saliva. But uh, <laughs> um, I just thought I'd get your opinion because, like I said, I know that there's definitely several bands that have done it, several big bands. But yeah, I can't think of any that come to mind, but there are definitely, you know, versions, different versions of bands that have split apart and formed things 100%. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Um, well, okay, well, we should probably move into the, the main topic, which is talking about all the bands that are playing on the Friday. Really quickly before I do that, I just want to say a massive thank you to all of the people who saw my post on Reddit. Uh, I posted about the, the the most recent episode that was the last, the last episode on Reddit. And there was, a, there was a few people who sort of came on and, and commented and said it's an amazing podcast. I didn't expect that from Reddit. I've, I've heard that uh, if you if you self-promote on Reddit, you get downvoted quite a lot. But I thought I'd share it anyway. But yeah, a lot of you said, um, yeah, you know, you love the podcast. So I want to say a massive thank you. I keep forgetting to go on Reddit. I got I was addicted to Reddit for a while, so I I keep forgetting to go on it now. So <laughs> so yeah, massive thank you to all of you. Yeah, we should probably also talk about the uh, number that we've reached on Spotify. We should quick quickly before we go. We'll mention it quickly before we go in. Yeah, I put a post up yesterday, or I discovered I got an email saying you've reached this number in the Spotify charts. I didn't realize that we'd had actually been higher than that at one point. So so yeah, we. Uh, as of yesterday, we were number 34, Spotify's top music podcasts. Which is wowzer. I mean, I was saying to Adam today, we're leaving voice messages old school to each other today. But I was saying <laughs> to him this morning, I was oh, like... Was old school? It's great. It's great. People do that. Old school people do that. I don't know if anyone leaves voice messages, but it's just funny. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but it, I said to Adam, that is incredible because if you think about the amount of music podcasts on Spotify. Now, I know there are obviously quite a few of them that don't get many listens, but I would say, you know, there must be thousands and thousands of them on there. And even if, you know, 500 of those get continuously listened to every week, to be number 32 is abs- 32 or 34, wherever we were, is absolutely mind-blowing because there are so many good podcasts out there, especially music podcasts. So it feels great that, you know, it just feels like a whirlwind at the moment with all the stuff that's happening around us. So again, we're like so thankful for it. Like, thank you to every single one of you for listening. Like, it it's fantastic. I never thought we would be seeing these numbers and stuff when we first started. Mm. So it feels incredible that people are listening and digging what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it felt so good. Like I said, when I got that email, when I went on and and discovered that we were number, I think I think it was number thirty four. Oh, okay. I can't remember, um, but I dug a bit deeper because I had never heard of these charts before um, and, and found out that the highest we have actually been is number 24 Wow! in in the Spotify charts and the highest we've been on Apple Podcast is number 11. Wow. Which is even even better. So, uh, yeah, we are now that we know now that we know they exist, they exist we're going to be pushing. We want to be number one. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so if uh, all of you could... Um, tell your friends about us help us become the number one like like everyone did for raise against the machine number one christmas <laughs> help us be number one podcast <laughs> um yeah i mean we always say at the end anyway tell your friends about us word of mouth is the best way of advertising advertisement for pretty much anything um and and that includes podcasts so yeah it's absolutely the best way for podcasts to grow so tell your friends about us we're putting so much effort into these episodes at the moment, knowing that a lot of people are going to, li- going to be listening to them. If we can get more people in, that would just mean so much more to us as well. Yeah, we definitely. want all of people. 
we won't be happy until we sell out. <laughs> um, we're getting 100,000 <laughs> listeners per episode. Um, every single person at download. Yeah, we won't be happy <laughs> until we're filthy rich and we forget all of you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> forget all of you. <laughs> what a dick. Hey, listen, on this podcast, at least you can say we're honest, all right? Yeah, we don't hide behind any fake facades or put in anything like hi guys oh you're great for winning the podcast none of that <laughs> none of that all right this is real yeah this is real real deal stuff like we'll always be honest with real. you guys but it does feel good that the work that we're putting into it especially adam for editing all of the episodes and some of our episodes can go pretty long so uh yeah it's really good that that <laughs> yeah. work is um is being repaid by you guys so yeah thank you so much yeah yeah and uh I do have praise for Simon, but uh, nah, I was forget waiting. about it. <laughs> I was waiting for the Wednesday morning episode, so okay, you have to wait for that one. Some wait bait oh, for you and the listeners. Praise wait bait <laughs> as well. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, praise wait bait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Should we? Should we uh, go into it? Should we? Uh, do you want to bring Ronnie in? Yeah, <clears throat> Ronnie, mate. I'm. I'm. I'm really hungover at the moment. Like, can you? You, you really need to like like get everyone going for this podcast because i i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna die like any minute all right so if you could just come in and, and do it that'd be really great all right <laughs> i get emotional <laughs> come on Ronnie, come in <laughs> jesus christ fucking how how i can't i don't know what to do i don't know how i don't know how to function after that <laughs> what to do what was it so i mean thank you ronnie <laughs> Uh, okay. Thanks, Ron. Do you know what's really weird? Uh, so, before I came on this what podcast, is really weird? I was on the phone to the voice of Ronnie. Awesome. Yes. He is. Uh, he understands now that he has become a character caricature of his own self. Um, I'm sure <laughs> at some point know? we'll have to make like a cat or a dog or something and release little Ronnie plushies or whatever. So, yeah, he's fully. He's That's fully an amazing idea. He's fully aware of that now that he is. He's become a whole another character that he's not in control of but it's fine i've got him to sell over all of his in, in, intellectual rights and all that shit so, so we're all good <laughs> excellent you know i thought we were doing quite well we'll get into the, the main topic this this episode because we didn't really have much to talk about over our last two weeks but we've just managed to fill it just chat absolute bollocks as always <laughs> it's, it's fine it's fine that's what people are really here for they don't even care about downloads they're just here to hear us chat balls yeah, right, cool. Okay, so this episode, if anybody's new, um, you never know, there could be people just going for the one day, day ticket people might just want to listen to this one, that's fine. So what happens is I will read out the little blurb that is on Download Festival's website of every single band, starting from the bottom of our poster to the top. Um, it's probably the same as theirs now, but we used ours because it's easier to read. And yeah, I'll read the little blurb. We have found that they took that from Spotify, just in case anybody was curious uh there's a few that it didn't have so i took a few bits off of wikipedia not too not too too much bullshit i don't know what the fucking <laughs> word to use there um uh, and wikipedia. fii that's fine if you if you feel adam is struggling with them it's not him because some of these are not in the grammar is not correct some of them are great mm. some of them are absolutely awful and terrible to read so yeah, Adam, if yeah. Adam struggles to read them, it's normally not him messing up. It's because it's almost unreadable, some of these bios. So, 
Yeah, because bands, some bands are not very good at writing bios. <laughs> what they are good at writing is songs. Yeah, so you write a good song, you don't have so, to write a good bio, so you're okay. And it's your simple plan, so and you should. just list all the stuff that you've won. Simple plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we. I I, I was gonna I was gonna leave this as a surprise, but I told someone about it over the weekend. I thought bands, instead of writing a bio, they should write a song bio about themselves like we have we have a trailer we have a little two minute trailer people can listen to it and go right this is what this podcast is about that's great they should do a song (laughs) about their band like like we're from sweden we 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 write metal we talk of dragons we got the 1995 enemy award (laughs) (laughs) that's the sort of shit they should do and you go oh right okay i know who you guys are that's great Awesome, I'm going to listen to you. Yeah, they obviously do it in their style so you can feel what kind of music they are. Uh, one example I gave that I was surprised Simon had not heard was um, No Effects is Please Play This Song on the Radio. That kind of thing, if anybody else has uh, heard that, that's what I was going for in my head. And they should. Yeah. Absolutely should. 100%. But it'll put us out of a job. That we get, ah, get to, that's all right. We get to a counter download and we go, hmm, No, we'll just play all of off. their songs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Other yeah. podcasts do it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. All right. Opening up the festival on the Friday on the Dogtooth stage is Taipei Houston. Taipei Houston are a duo from the Bay Area in North California, comprised of brothers Miles and Lane Ulrich, who play drums and bass, respectively. The band was born out of both brothers coming back to their childhood home during the pandemic. On their EP, Once Bit Never Bored, Taipei Houston viscerally tap into all the best parts of the last 30 years of rock and roll, layering Garage Rock's frenetic sparsity with Grunge's fuzzy overdrive and Psych Rock's effortless instrumental sprawl. I'm going to think of Taipei Houston. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, lots of... It was it was like alt-rock stuff. Um, lots of, like, big muff pedals. They'd really like that big muff-style distorted guitars. Uh, which I really like. They always sound really good when you play really like dirty riffs on them. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. I, I really liked it. I don't really have any more to say about it than that. But for the first band that I listened to, I was like pleasantly surprised. I was like, okay, sounds good. Really cool riffs, good vocals. I was um happy with them. Very good. Cool. I don't think I was a fan. I don't think I was, no. Uh, next up, Witch Fever. Concocting a potent sonic assault that recalls the foreboding darkness of Black Sabbath Savages, monochrome post-punk and the dirty breathlessness of Bleach-era Nirvana, the Manchester Quartet create a confrontational racket that takes no prisoners. Refusing to be confined by gender or genre, Witch Fever have always defied expectations as individuals in society. Now they're defying expectations as a band. The debut album Congregation is the sound of punk without boundaries of any kind. And with it, they are ushering in a new era of heavy music that's accessible, confrontational, most importantly of all, a huge pressure release. Uh, yeah, so Witch Fever. Um, yeah, I put punk slash alt rock. Um, it had very filthy parts. It was very like um, sort of filthy punk style um, and quite different to the rest of the stuff that was on in the day. There wasn't really that much sort of, you know, filthy punk stuff but done in a modern way um but yeah it was good it, I, I liked it It was very different um to everything else and i thought it actually stood out compared to a lot of the bands and they weren't afraid to 
play those really horrible grungy chords that no one really plays anymore and have vocals on top that weren't mm. necessarily pretty vocals they were more kind of filthy so i liked it it was good awesome um i don't think i, I don't think i was that keen on them either i think i i, I liked the sound of it to start with um but the more we listened yeah, it sort of went off of it it the opposite of grew on me oh okay i don't know if there's a word for that that was witch fever uh Pupil Slicer. Pupil Slicer announced their arrival with their debut album, Mirrors, in March 2021 and haven't let up since. The four pieces take on Mathy Grindcore has captivated their continually growing fan base as the band continues to shift and evolve. Having collaborated with Backwash and members of the Armed, Pupil Slicer are relentless in their pursuit of exploring every corner of discordant sonic mayhem. With album number two almost complete, 2023 is all already shaping up to be Pupil Slicer's year once again. First of all, very cool name for a band. I like the name Pupil Slicer. That's really cool. Yeah. Very, very different. I like it. Um, yeah, I've put, they were like a weird mix. They had, <clears throat> excuse me, they had metal in there. They had some industrial stuff. They had a little bit of tech metal in there. Um, as I've said before, I'm sure a lot of the regular listeners know, I'm very particular about my female vocals. Um, but I really liked her vocals. I thought they were really good. I thought she had a really good um, tone to her voice. Um, and I was digging them. I thought Pupil Slicer were very, very good. Yeah. Um, I was the opposite of Witch Fever, actually. I didn't like the sound of them to start with. Um, I think we ended up putting a couple of their songs on because by the end of the first song we listened to, um, I was like, actually, that is much better than I originally thought. So I was like, I, do I want to listen to another song? And uh, this one did actually grow on me. I did quite like Pupil Slicer yeah. by the end of listening to them. It's like, it was, yeah, it was just a weird, different sound. And it, yeah, it was good. Like the, those first three, me. those first three bands all sound completely different and they've all got their own, you know, their own sort of DNA in there. You know, like it sounds, yeah. doesn't sound like anything else. I thought those three bands were, first three bands were really quite original amongst themselves. So, yeah happy with those yeah uh, that was uh pupil slicer undeath the dead walk again new york based undeath have returned from their mutilated tomb to horrify and dominate death's metal death metal's insatiable masses once again their blessedly sick new album it's time to rise from your grave <laughs> shows the record <laughs> reconfigured quint it says it again something later is great uh, i can't wait to do it again uh <laughs> Shows the reconfigured quintet, Kyle Beam, Alexander Jones, Tommy Wall, Jared Welch and Matt Browning have retained their mind-infecting sonic savagery but weren't satisfied in their pursuit to improve it through wicked yet studied reformation. It's time to rise from the grave. <laughs> Isn't just an early contender to death metal album of 2022, it's destined to be a modern day classic. Yeah, uh, their uh, their uh, bio is actually very well written, unlike a lot of people's. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, Not I didn't easy to read. I, but I, it, yes, it was quite well written. I literally have a few things written about this. I wrote death metal. I would have liked it a lot more if the production wasn't so bloody horrible. Hmm. That's just from my standpoint. That's just my ears listening to it. Awful production. I don't know who done it. But the band were good. If the production was better, I would have liked the songs more. But unfortunately, these days, because all music sounds so good now, I can't 
unhear bad production. Even when a band that I like do something new where the production isn't great, it constantly annoys me every time I listen to the tracks. So, yeah, yeah, what they were making was good metal, but the production was horrible and I couldn't unhear it. That's so, incredible. But I'm sure they're good live. Nice. Yeah. I don't really remember what I thought of these, to be honest. I don't think I was too bothered. Um, I can't hear any kind of production in anything ever. So I don't know about that. I do I do keep saying I'm going to go back to listen to some things that you say, uh, like Sim from, from the first episode. You said their production, but I've never got, I haven't got chance. Uh, Theirs wasn't chance bad. Me, but, uh, it was just an absolute mess of a mix. Yeah. I don't know who mixed okay. their songs, but I mean, the production wasn't like as good. I mean, some now, I mean, like we were talking about Anti-Saint last time. And for such a small band to have such incredible produ- production, I know these days you do have to pay a little bit more to have good production, but it is worth it. If you if your songs are produced better, more people will listen to them. It's a fact. Um, someone yeah. will listen to a song and they'll go, the song's good, but I'm not sure why I don't like it as much as this other song. It's probably because the other song's very similar, but it's probably produced and mixed far better. Yeah. It is really important in these small bands to get your production spot on. Yeah, it makes sense. I suppose it's not not the sort of thing. Maybe maybe I can hear it, and maybe I just don't know that I'm hearing. Yeah, hearing whether it's good or bad production. That's a good point. We might just need to tune your ears into it. I think if we were to do, if I was to play you like a really well produced song, and then a band that are very similar with a with a, a really well produced track, I'm I'm almost sure you could hear the difference if we played them one after the other. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so that that was um, Undeath. Next band is Ingested. UK death metal titans Ingested have been churning out bilious anti-anthems for more than a decade and a half, dropping a string of releases that have helped shape the genre. In 2022, they return with Ashes Lie Still, their most dynamic, inventive and daring release to date, holding nothing back. That's is, is that it. it? <laughs> what do you think of in- um, Ingested? Yeah. Exactly the point I just made, right? They're very similar in style in some ways to undeath they're a little bit more sludgy and their production is vastly superior and i liked them twice as much yeah so yeah i i liked ingested i thought they were really good metal slash death metal um but i thought the drums sounded amazing yeah i i I really liked it a bit more sludgy than undeath but again i liked them a lot more but as soon as i went from that band to that band i could hear that the production was much better of much better quality and I, I felt the songs more I felt the oomph I felt the vocals I was like yeah it's good yeah nice um, I don't think I, I don't think I was interested in ingested yeah what do you listen on do you listen on Spotify yeah yeah okay interesting that was ingested Brutus since their formation in 2014 Brutus have made a name for themselves with their restless emotionally raw rock that traverses the landscapes of metal, punk, post-hardcore and beyond, often in the same song. The three members first met in their hometown in Leuven, where they cut their teeth playing in different local bands. Their influences are wide and varied. Drummer-slash-vocalist Stephanie Maniarts, who, who grew up above a music shop run by her family, is into a variety of genres, from post-metal to electronic metal. Bassist Peter Mulders is more of a punk guy, while guitarist Stein Van Hoogarden, I think, is into country and more melodic rock. Their diverse tastes come together through Brutus to create a sound that's as heavy as it is unexpected, full of beauty and surprises. 
Yeah, really good. I really liked this band. They were one of the favorite bands I listened to the whole day. Um, again, I said with female vocals, she has a very strange voice. When it's low, it sounds husky-ish, but she can still hit the high pitch stuff. Um, the more I listened, the more I liked. I could hear her sort of Belgian accent come out in some of the songs. Then I looked a picture of them up and I also saw that she was super hot. And then I realized that she's not just a singer. She's a frigging drummer as well. And I was like, I, I like this band even more now. You're doing a Phil Collins style. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I loved it. I, I really, really liked this band. I listened to probably about 10 tracks and I liked all of them. I really? liked the all of the reverb on the guitars, the sort of, they had loads of like distant tracks. Then they'd have like riffs kick in. I thought she was a really, really good drummer. I thought the drum beats were great. Um, yeah, I really, really liked them. Probably one of my favorite bands I listened to on this entire day. They, I thought they were excellent. Nice. Definitely, definitely worth, listen, <laughs> worth listening to if you like alt rock stuff or like um, some of it was almost post hardcore. Um, yeah, it was really good. It was hard to define, but um, I really, mm. really liked them. I thought they were, Excellent. Awesome. That was Brutus. Empire State Bastard. What's in a name? If you choose to call your band Empire State Bastard, you're making a statement of intent. Namely, riff after riff after motherfucking riff. Battering ram rhythm rhythms and feral vocals which splurge from death metal growls to anguished black-hearted howls. <sighs> I would read that with a bit of rhythm after reading that riff after riff bit. <laughs> Riff after riff. Um, the band's debut album adventurously pr probes almost every dark crevice imaginable from the myriad sounds of metal and genre-adjacent extremity. Is that it? I don't think I like it. <laughs> it's a them. weird one. It ends. Yeah, that's it. I don't, I don't really like them. No? Um, yeah, Empire State nah. Bastard. Well, I, the first thing I wrote down I thought of was that it reminds me of um, some of Mike Patton from Faith No More's side projects. It sounds like something that he would make when he wants to go heavy. Um because his kind of um, hard-ish biffy vocals came out a little bit in the verses. But, God, he can scream really well. I always knew that playing in biffy, but obviously you can't do that over a lot of the stuff they have. They have some heavy songs as well. Um, but, yeah, it sounds like they're all having a lot of fun on it. Um, I'll be interested to see, obviously, what their other songs are like. We only have one example, so it's a bit hard to get the full picture of a band when they've only released one song. Um, but, yeah, I liked yeah. it. I, I'd be interested to see what the rest of the music is and i'll be interested to see how much of a crowd that they get um which yeah. would be cool because obviously they've got dave lombardo on drums i don't know if i know he played drums on the recordings i don't know if he's gonna go out live with them um but yeah i mean they're one of the bands that intrigue me from the weekend like one of the bands that i would watch just out of yeah being intrigued by them but um but what i listened to i listened to it i think carter played it to me a couple of weeks ago and i went ah that's yeah that's all right then I listened to it once myself and then I thought, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. And then the song just came on straight away again because there's only one song. And then the third time I was like, yeah. I actually <laughs> think this is quite good. I'm actually starting to enjoy it. So I think after a few more listens, I'll be on board with them, I reckon. But like we were saying, all side projects are massively hit and miss because you're stepping away from the comfort zone of stuff that you normally do and normally most other people in yeah. the band are. Um, but... I think that this one could be quite a hit going on. So, yeah, interested to see what the other songs sound like if they release one before download. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, was, I, I thought their album must have been out from the from that write-up. Um, I, I listened to the single once and I wasn't that impressed, so I never went back to it. 
But okay. uh, yeah, so I never even looked whether the album was out or not. There was still only one, there was still only one song on Spotify today, so I don't think it's out. Yeah. Yet. Okay. Cool. Uh, and that was Empire State Bastard. Great name, by the way. Great name. Really, really cool. Yeah. Name. Like it a lot. So subheadlining the Dogtooth stage is Gua. Um, and this is the band I was talking about earlier. Uh, Gua is an American heavy metal band formed in Richmond, Virginia in 1984, composed of and operated by a frequently rotating lineup of musicians, artists and filmmakers collectively known as Slave Pit Inc. After the death of frontman, frontman and lead singer Dave Brocky in 2014, the group has continued without any of its founding members. Identified by their distinctively grotesque costumes, Gua's core thematic and visual concept revolves around an elaborate science fiction-themed mythology which portrays the band members as barbaric interplanetary warriors, a narrative which serves as the basis for all of the band's albums, live shows and media. Oh, that was the first full stop there. <laughs> With over-the-top violent, sexual and scatter- scatological humour, typically incorporating social and political satire, Gua has attracted both acclaim and controversy with its music and stage shows, the latter of which notoriously showcase enactments of graphic violence that result in the audience being sprayed with fake blood, urine and semen. Um, I hope that means fake urine and fake semen, not just the <laughs> fake blood. And the other two are real. Um, such stagecraft regularly leads Gua to be labelled as a shock rock band by the media. Good. Now, I didn't know much about Gua before this but watching their videos they're awesome oh they've got some absolute bangers they are about yeah. as old school as you can get when it comes to like comedy metal basically they sing songs about all sorts of weird weird stuff but yeah i like i like why i stuck i stuck on first couple of albums i think just listened all the way through really yeah forgot nice. how much i liked them i liked them a lot more in my sort of early teens I was listening to her a lot and I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I really like him. And then I kind of just forgot about him really. Then obviously the singer died and now going back, I'm thinking, oh God, man, I should have listened to more Guar because, um, yeah, they're, and apparently they are an absolute sight to behold live. Apparently they are just absolutely wild and hilarious. And so this might be something that we have to go and check out if no one's playing because I think it would be worth watching. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we 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 watched uh, a couple of their live videos, and it was incredible. Just mm. the costumes that they wear are just amazing. They must have cost a lot of money to make. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, like the music was good to go with it as well. Uh, and I can't believe I've not seen them before. They've played Download quite a few times. I'm sure they have. Oh, Never definitely. Never on the main stage, I don't think, but always sort of in one of the tents. Um, but I've never gone to never gone to watch them, and this is the first time I've ever actually looked at anything they've done. Anything they've done, yeah, they're so great. Yeah, they've got loads. Yeah, they're like metally, but the early '90s albums kind of almost sound like Mr. Bungle. They've kind of got like that sort of uh, funk rock vibe to them with like bass and stuff. Like, yeah, they're just they're just an excellent band. Really happy they're playing Download, and I I will try and check them out if no one that I really really want to see is playing, which I doubt they are on this day. Awesome. Uh, and that was uh, Gua. Uh, and then headlining the Dogtooth stage is Carpenter Brute. With killer riffs and metallic drums, Carpenter Brute clearly states his love for the 1980s thrash metal, while the singing takes a more important part in the compositions. This new show will be as powerful as it will be catchy, the combination of both leading to a music more electrifying than ever. 
I think that last sentence doesn't make sense, but no, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I I don't know how to correct it to make That's it fine. make sense. It made some um, sort of but sense. Let's, yeah, talk about music. I think you're a fan, aren't you? Oh yes, I really really like Carpenter Brute. Yeah, so like synthwave slash metal. Obviously, loads and loads of eighties synthwave influences, but with guitars. When they play live, they play with a full band, so guitarist, bass player, synth player, drummer. Um, I've seen their live shows on YouTube. They look and sound absolutely amazing. That they have the stage pretty much pitch black, and then they just have random uh, LEDs everywhere just going off, so you can't really see the members that much, but you can sort of hear what's going on. It looks really, really good. It's such a shame that they're headlining the third stage because I'm pretty sure that Bring Me the Horizon are going to be on the same time as them, fourth stage. I'm pretty sure that Bring yeah. Me the Horizon are going to be on when they are. And that's disappointment because I really, really wanted to watch Carpenter Brute. But unfortunately, I will be watching Bring Me the Horizon. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. But if you're not a Bring Me fan and you really, really don't want to go watch Bring Me the Horizon, go and watch Carpenter Brute because they look phenomenal live. Yeah, I think it's it's the fourth stage is the only one that ever really clashes with the headliner, isn't it? Yeah. Quite often they'll, they'll play up until maybe like 20, 30 minutes before the headliners have finished. Yeah, even, yeah, I mean... Oh, have I heard him go longer? No, no it does, because I, me and Alex were talking on the stag about how funny it was when we didn't want to watch Guns N' Roses. So we, well, we wanted to watch The Art Is Murder, but it's just funny that everyone was watching Guns N' Roses, but we were watching The Art Is Murder on the Dog Tooth stage, and that was unbelievable. So yeah, yeah. it's a good good was alternative. Was there many for that? Oh, it was absolutely packed. Packed. Oh, was it? Nice. Yeah. It's great. There's a lot of people that don't like Guns N' Roses, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, so that was Carpenter Brute. Opening up the Avalanche stage on the Friday is a band called Fixation. Fixation from Norway creates melodic metalcore mixed with electronic elements, post-hardcore and alternative rock. Catchy riffs, dynamic, melodious synthesizers, heavy bass and drum rhythms make them a roller coaster of melancholic aggression. Whenever the music reaches the depths of its beautiful and soft vulnerability, you're abruptly hurled back up again by aggressive riffs and breathtaking vocal performances. The result is compelling and massive music that... Does that make sense? The result is compelling and massive music that appeals to a generation rather than to fans of one specific genre. Yes, fixation. Um, yeah, really liked this band. Um, they are like prog rock elements bit of metalcore, bit of metal. They had amazing soundscapes, like really great um, like orchestral parts. All of the synth stuff was really, really well layered. Um, good guitars. Vocalist was really, really good as well. I really liked them. And like I was saying, I really thought that you would like this band because I thought that this is exactly the sort of thing that you would like. Plus, they're Norwegian. So I was like, he's yeah. definitely going <laughs> to like them anyway. Um, but yeah, but I thought like... As soon as I listened to it, I went, this is really good. Really good. I think I listened to like five or six tracks. And then also I was thinking, Adam's going to like this band. They're really good. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, they must have eluded me uh, this last few days. Um, I remember I definitely listened to them um, when when they were announced. Because um, we went through all of the bands when they were announced. I'm pretty sure I said on the, on the episode, I can't remember which, I can't remember which announcement it was at the minute. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember the episode I said I really liked them. The Scandinavian, of course, I like them. But I don't think I managed to listen to them this time, and I have no idea how. <laughs> I, 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 
I think we're pretty sure I listened to every That's band cool. on this day. Yeah, you've got to go back and listen it to them. escaped yeah. somehow. Go back and listen. I guarantee you'll be like, yes, add these guys to a playlist. They are yeah. decent. Awesome. Uh, that was Fixation. Uh, next up is Red Hook. Red Hook are a fiercely independent, shape-shifting alt-rock foursome from Sydney, Australia, who've quickly accumulated a global fan base of and tens of millions of streams through their powerful songwriting and captivating live show. Featuring the core creative duo of Emmy Mack and Craig Wilkinson, two strangers from regional New South Wales whose paths collided after moving to Sydney in 2017, Red Hook combined with young gun drummer Alex Powis, didn't know how to say that one, uh, and seasoned bassist Ned Jankovic to create heartfelt, out, attitude-filled and relatable alternative rock music that consistently defies classification. <gasps> <sighs> um you like my analogy well it's not an analogy but my 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 what i thought of them uh they're what they're they're if five finger diff punch diff <laughs> if five finger death punch were a pop rock band they would be this band not yeah. for me not for me didn't not like for them. you nope didn't like them but if you like five finger death punch and you like alternative rock you'll like this band awesome I think I think they're okay. Uh, I know Jacob and Bill are quite big fans of these guys, uh, so I had listened to them before as well. Uh, not one of my favourite bands. Yeah, they were okay. I could listen to them. Um, that was uh, Red Hook. As December Falls. As December Falls have spent the, the past seven years being told they were going about things the wrong way. Soon after forming in 2014, the Nottingham-based pop-punk band were advised to ditch the guitars and focus on poppy synth-driven tracks. They were lectured that releasing 2019's self-titled debut album without a label was a huge mistake. At every turn, the independent group were told to work with bookers and promoters to stand a chance of selling out a headline show. Believing in themselves, As December Falls refused to listen. Is that it? That ends really abruptly, that, that one. That, yeah. It just, I thought they were yeah. going to go along with this cut-off. Um... <laughs> I have three words for As December Falls. I've just written standard Paramore clone. Mm-hmm. But I quite that, liked it. That is all. Yeah. I don't really like Paramore, so it's not for me. Yeah. I think there's probably been a lot of bands who have tried to sort of clone Paramore or do what they do. We, because we they said this so before big. because because we, we said this like, I can't remember what episodes it was ago when we said about the new Paramore track and how much it sounded like Incubus and not Paramore. Because Paramore don't sound like Paramore now, Bands can sound like old Paramore and not be yeah. old Paramore. That's why I thought it just sounded like old Paramore. I'm not dissing them in any way. It's still sounding good. She had really good vocals. All the music was really well put together. Production was really good. Um, but I could just hear old Paramore. That, yeah. That's it, really. And I, I, that's that sort of pop punk stuff with a Paramore, with those sorts of types of female-led vocals, is just not my thing at all. So I'm sure a lot of people like them. But yeah, not for me. Cool. Yeah, I quite like them. Enough to go and see them, maybe not, but I could listen to them. Yeah, really good. Aviva seem to have pulled out. I don't know if you've got anything written about them, if you want to say it anyway. They pulled out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I literally wrote Electropop, not sure they belong at download. <laughs> Fair enough. Obviously, they don't. They weren't um, sure d- either. <laughs> because it, was, um, it wasn't bad at all. It was good, but it was just really electric. It had no... I want to say it had no alternative connotations at all for me 
It was very okay. down the line electro pop, which there is nothing wrong with. There are tons of great, really good electro pop bands that I love. I just really thought it didn't belong at download. Um, yeah. As being that, download is nice because it does pull in a few other things. But I, yeah, I didn't really think it had any alternative vibe to it. So I just thought it was a very weird choice when they could have filled that spot with something else, uh, which obviously they might. Yeah, I think but they pulled it anyway. Yeah. I oh, could okay. be wrong. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I just thought it was yeah, electro pop that I'm not sure how the download crowd would find it. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um yes, I didn't listen to them because they pulled did I listen to them? I might have. Anyway, yeah. I don't know if they pulled out or not. I think they have. I could be wrong. Um Crawl uh, that was a uh, that was Aviva Crawlers. Every so often a new band arrives that feels important. Like they're about to mean something to so many. I read that earlier. I just want to say that is a very Terry Pratchett sounding first sentence. <laughs> really is. Um, Liverpool's crawlers are just that. A group built not just on an undeniable ability to write exciting electric rock songs, but an empathetic passion that fuels them to stand up, speak out and open their arms to anyone in need of a safe space and community. Um, yeah, Crawlers, I just spit in rock, but very similar to the last band. Really, f- it didn't have any, I don't know, it just, it didn't feel like it, I don't want to say anything belongs anywhere, but when I was listening to it, I was thinking it doesn't feel like it belongs on a download lineup. They were good, but I was like, not sure how downloaders will feel about this. It was like, it just felt like it should be somewhere else. They were good, yeah. but I got the same sort of vibe as they did from them Viva. Obviously different types of bands, but just seemed like saying to me that belonged more on a Reading lineup than a download lineup. I think that those two bands were strange choices. To... The people themselves looked alternative, but the music they were playing, just I didn't get that feel from it. Yeah, interesting. Excellent. Uh, yeah, that was Crawlers. Um, the Blackout. The Blackout returned for Download Festival 2023. The Welsh Sextet, who have previously called time on the band in 2015, play their first live show in eight years and returned to Donington for the first time since 2010. That's all we've got for them. Yeah, old school emo rock, good band. Nice fellas as well. I have met them on multiple occasions because one of my ex-girlfriends was very, very good friends with them. I was actually at the filming of one of their music videos in 2009. I'm in the video for a second, but um, (laughs) yeah, uh, they probably don't remember who I am, but um, they were, were very good friends with my girlfriend at the time. So yeah, really nice guys. Um, really good band as well they've got loads of really really great catchy songs so if you like that old school sort of um, emo rock sort of I want to say post punk maybe maybe sort of screamo stuff as well they've got loads of a mix of stuff but they are a really good band really nice people as well Um, yeah if you like any of that sort of stuff go and see The Blackout I have seen them live on multiple occasions back in the day and they were always awesome yeah cool I, um, I had never listened to them back in the day only recently because of this um and when i first started listening i was like i didn't know they were pop punk i really got a, a pop punky vibe from them yeah um but like you said a, a little bit more on the emo emo side yeah. than pop punk yeah yeah they were amongst that you know they came from that original mid 2000s late 2000s sort of emo vibe so that's what they're bringing to the table but yeah they got tons 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 and tons of good tracks great band you give some bands as an example 
that came from that era too. So I, so I know, for me, more than well, anything. Maybe you can, I mean, yeah, they're Welsh. You can hear the funeral sort of stuff in there. You can yeah. just any anyone really from that mid two thousand screamo emo phase that come out of that. Um, I mean, you know, you could align a lot of their songs with My Chem. There's a lot of stuff that sounds quite similar to that. A lot more on the emo side of it, and they're obviously a little bit right. heavier with the guitars. But um, but yeah, if you like any of that mid two thousands emo stuff, definitely check out the Blackout because they will surprise you with how good their tracks are. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, other than pop punk, I thought they were okay. Uh, I'm not sure if I'd listen to much more of them. They just I did not what I thought. I thought they'd be more screamo than emo. Um, just like quite a bit heavier than they actually are. <laughs> so it took me by surprise. <laughs> okay. Next, uh, subheadlining the Avalanche stage is Pup, Toronto punk band Pup's fourth studio album, The Unraveling of Pup the Band, all one word in capitals. <laughs> was recorded and mixed over the course of five weeks in the summer of 2021 in Grammy Award-winning producer Peter Catter's Batfield Mansion in Connecticut. Full of typically furious, ridiculous and anthemics... I can't say that word. And I've never heard it before. I didn't know it was even a word, but it's anthem-ic. Like, like. Anthemic. Anthemic? Anthemic. Anthemic. Is that a word? I never heard of it. It's a cool word, but I never heard it. Awesome. Um, so that bit again. Full of typically furious, ridiculous, and anthemic songs, the recording process allowed Pup to push themselves further than ever before. I like them just for the word anthemic. <laughs> I like that word. Um, yeah, a good post-punk band. Um, they were blowing up a few years ago. They got really big. They got a lot of listens on their tunes and a lot of monthly listeners. Um, I'm not into them i like a lot of sort of post-punk-esque stuff but they're not one of the bands that i like i didn't get the hype at the time of them i listened to them i thought that's good but i can you know there, there are other bands that do very similar things a lot better i think um but yeah they're good i can see why they have so many listeners and why they are sub-headlining because they really really blew up a few years ago so fair play to them but yeah good yeah they weren't for me either either no, <laughs> to be honest um quite a running theme for the Friday, um, VV or Vilvalo. In the annals of 21st century alternative rock history, there are few artists who cast a longer or more peculiar shadow than Finnish love metaler, uh, metal pioneer Vilvalo. After all, his band Him were easily among the most iconic and idiosyncra- in- <laughs> idiosyncratic groups of the millennium, zealously revered, gleefully reviled but impossible to ignore, their music let, left an in, indelible mark on a whole, I, I think, either he wrote placebos or placebo wrote his, or they, they're they very <laughs> similar kind of people. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> where did I get to? Their music left an indelible mark on a worldwide legion of fans. The Scarlet Letters stood for His Infernal Majesty. Their founder stood for something delightedly out of step with the status quo. Yeah, lots of words in there that I didn't know. Yeah, that's, I, I reckon. I reckon Ville wrote that. That <laughs> seems like something he would do. Um, yeah, um, obviously I was, I still am. I don't say was, but massive him fan. Um, I still don't think you even need to be a him fan to appreciate how excellent the Vilvelo's first album is. It's amazing. It's definitely going to be one of my albums of the year at the end of the year. I, I just just haven't stopped listening to it since it came out. 
Um, nice. I will 100%, 100% be watching Vilvalo. Um, me and Vicky are huge, huge fans of his, of anything that he does. Um, but yeah, his album was so incredible. He'll play a few hymn tracks as well. Um, and I didn't even realize when I was first listening to the album that he wrote and played every single instrument on the album himself, which is no mean feat, believe me, being a musician. Um, yeah. So yeah, incredible. Great. Um, I, I'm really genuinely excited to see Vilvo live. I, I can't wait. Awesome. Um, yeah, again, not my cup of tea, really. Um, going back to what you said about not having to be a hymn fan. Mm-hmm. It is, I, I think it's crazy. You'll never get away from that. Will you? If you've been in such a successful band, like no, him, I mean it's it's him esque. Yeah, it has yeah. it has him within it, hundred percent, because it's him. But yeah, it also has something else, which is just him and not the band. So yeah, yeah. I, I still think if you didn't like him, you could listen to this and think, Do you know what, I like this more than I liked the band him. So yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, oh, and they sorry they were uh, they he Bill Vallo is headlining the. Avalanche stage there. Yeah, that'll be that'll just be great. Hopefully it'll be nicely packed. It will just be coming into the evening. Oh, watching Vilvalo getting a man yeah. boner. I can't <laughs> wait. Man I cannot boner. I cannot <laughs> wait, mate. I can't wait. Awesome. Um so opening the second stage is the warning. The warning infused rock music with a much needed shot of adrenaline. The Monterey Mexico trio of sisters. Oh, I struggled with this earlier as well. Daniela, Dan, Daniela or Danny, um, Paulina or Paul, Paul, P-A-W-P-A-U, Paul, and Ale, Alejandra, or just Ale, Villarreal. <laughs> There's people in the band. They have names <laughs> that are hard to read. <laughs> they charge forward with head-spinning riffs, unpredictable rhythms, Stadium-sized beats and skyscraping vocals. Is that it? A lot of these That's are very it. abrupt. They end very abruptly. I always think you're going to go on, but they just end. But there um, are some really long ones as well. I noticed. Yeah, when I, That's when true. I was putting them all into this. It's nice when it's a short one, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah uh, like standard rocky kind of stuff. Um, good vocals, really, really good vocals. Really like those. Um, yeah, it was good. Nothing new. Stuff that's been done a lot of before. Um, but they're doing it very well. So I, I dig. I was digging what they done. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, I quite like the warning as well, actually. Yeah. Um, only a couple of songs I listened to, but I think one of them definitely came on several times when I was listening to the the playlists, and I really liked it. Do I like it enough to get in early for the first band? I don't know. Probably not. But it was all right. It was good stuff. Um, although, uh, oh, that was uh, the warning. Uh, although saying that. Smash Into Pieces are up next. The Swedish cinematic rock outfit, also known as Smash, have since the release of their... The Swedish cinematic rock outfit, also known as Smash, have released their third album, Rise and Shine, established a unique brand. I'm going to give up now. What do you think of Smash Into Pieces? <laughs> um, yeah, they were okay. Um, if Five Finger Death Punch and Shine Down had a baby, it would be this band. <laughs> That's the vibe that I got from them. Um, but it was okay. Not m- really my sort of thing, but yeah, was okay. Cool. I quite liked them. Um, I know Jacobs is a very big fan of theirs, and he said he never thought he'd get a chance to see them. So um, after what I just cool. said, I know he's going to be going down for these at least. 
So we may get up a little bit earlier and go in and watch the warning. Um, I can't remember who's on the other stage, on the main stage. Um, but yeah, we'll work it out. We might be in it that early. Uh, but yeah, I quite, I quite like Smashing to Pieces as well. He played them to me ages and ages ago. And I liked what I heard. Never listened to them off my own back. Uh, but there's stuff that I heard uh, the last few days for this. Yeah, I quite liked them. Awesome. And that was uh, Smashing to Pieces. Elvana from the bowels of Disgraceland. <laughs> Rock and Roll. So th- I haven't read any of these downward down now. I, I tried to read them all. Um just to get my head around some of the wording if they're a bit rubbish, but uh, I haven't read this one. From the bowels of Disgraceland, rock and roll icons of the afterlife are raised from the dead. Rock and roll meets grunge versus Elvis, fronts Nirvana, and gives the band the front man it's been missing since 1994. Elvana tear through Nirvana's catalogue while splicing in grunged up sections of the King's King of Rock and Roll's finest moments culminating in a mega mashup of Overdrive and Old School Rockabilly. It smells like cheeseburgers and teen spirit. <laughs> Daddy-o. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, every single person has to go and watch this band because they are, hands down, one of the best live bands I've seen. They are so much fun. If you like any Elvis at all or any Nirvana... You will be jiving along. You will be pissing yourself in between songs because the singer is absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, they're j- just great. Like, they're really worth a watch because I guarantee you, you'll have a good time watching them. So, again, another band that I will 100% not be missing because they're great. Awesome. Um, yeah, I didn't think I'd be a fan of these. Obviously, they haven't got really anything online maybe on youtube um but i haven't listened to them i didn't think i'd enjoy it anyway but going from those last two bands we might be camped up down by the second stage at this point anyway so we, we might be there for you to uh cool come and join us and we'll stay yeah. stick around there with you hells yeah yeah we'll see how it goes we probably will um next up is epica Epica is a Dutch symphonic metal band founded by guitarist and vocalist Mark Jansen after his departure from After Forever. Formed as a symphonic metal band with gothic with gothic tendencies, later Epica have incorporated into their sound strong death metal influences. Starting from the third album, progressive metal influences have also became become evident. In addition, the band often uses thrash metal and groove metal riffs, black metal passages, most in the drum technique, power metal moments, and references to Arabic music. Some songs of electronic shades, gent transitions, and folk metal melodies derived from Middle Eastern, Chinese, and Celtic traditions. Putting all everything in there, aren't they? Going in, everything going in, mate. Kitchen sink. Um, I, had to, I think I, I assume I, I must have had to get this from um, Wikipedia because there's links and everything in it. Um, ah, okay. I don't know if I should carry on reading. Let's just let's see how it goes. Epica is also known for the attention to the vocal lines that, in contrast to the heavy context, weave very catchy, easy-to-hold, sophisticated and emotional melodies. The use of soprano vocals and growled vocals performed by Simone Simons and Mark Jansen, respectively, is fundamental to the band's sound. They primarily write their own lyrics, which often deal with philosophical, psychological, spiritual, moral, scientific, environmental, socio-political, global, and topical 
and personal themes, Epica is also known for their wide use of orchestra and opera choirs. Jesus Christ. Wow, they are really trying to sell it, aren't they? Yeah, I don't think I needed to read all of that, but it was entertaining <laughs> to well, read it. Well, my, my synopsis is a lot shorter than that. I've written <laughs> operatic metal, not for me. <laughs> yeah, not 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 my thing at all. Can appreciate can appreciate some of it, but uh, as much of it that I like, as much of it I don't like. So yeah, yeah, not not my kind of thing. But I know they have a lot of fans. So as the Irish would yeah, say, yeah, fair play to your lad. You crack on. Yeah, it wasn't for me either. But that, that <laughs> listing literally every type of music <laughs> there is. It was like us naming this episode. Not not the Friday of download. Dear download talks about Type A Houston, Witch Fever, Pupil Slicer, Undeath, Ingested, Brutus, Empire State Bastard, Wild Carpenter Brute. That's only a quarter of it. That's a quarter. That. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It's getting a bit late. We're getting a bit silly. Got a little bit to go. That was Epica, not for us. Asking Alexandria. Since 2008, Asking Alexandria have, estab- have established a world of rock music that is completely their own. Now, over a billion commu- cumulative streams and views later, with a new label behind them, the band signed a global deal with Better Noise Music in 2021. The UK-based rock group are readying their next chapter. Yeah, Asking Alexandria. I like the music, but I've never liked his vocals. Every now and then I go, I've got, I've got to get into this band because they're really good. Yeah. I listen to them and I'm like, music's so good. And then once he starts singing, I'm out. I don't know what it is, but I just can't get on board. He's got a great voice, don't get me wrong, but there's something about it that just doesn't gel with me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're not for me. Um, yeah, they're just not for me. I think I liked a few of their songs, uh, but also wasn't too keen on a few of their songs. Yeah, but both for me. Um not a band that I would listen to a lot and not a band that I would probably really go and see live. Um, that was Asking Alexandria. Within Temptation. Within Temptation, legendary leaders of dark anthemic music. Is it anthemic again? That's weird. Um, now you've read it, every single band's going to say that in their bio now. <laughs> I'm sure the same happened last year. It was like a weird new word or a mm. phrase twice in the same day as well the same uh, yeah but anyway very cool well done within temptation um within temptation legendary leaders of dark anthemic music with a career spanning two decades and with seven studio albums under their belt all accounting for more than four million record sales to their name are a genuine force to be reckoned with simply one of the world's most successful heavy rock groups yeah i wasn't going to read all their albums out Ask you I skipped, there to I do skipped that. a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, with Intimidation, a sort of operatic style metal again. So not for me, but I do like them way more than Epica. Yeah. Like when I was listening, I was like, yeah, this, this is this is good. But again, not not really my thing. But if someone forced me, I could probably end up liking with Intimidation. Yeah, cool. Maybe a couple of bits to say, but I might as well say it after this next band. Who are... Headlining the second stage, which is Evanescence. Two-time Grammy Award-winning Evanescence and Simple Plan have made an impact on people around the world. <laughs> um, I, I wish I'd caught it, it sooner us, it and just changed... It took a second for my brain 
It took a second for my brain to process that. And I went, wait a minute, did he just say Simple Plan? <laughs> Simple Plan now have even won awards for other people and <laughs> yeah. it's going in other people's bios. I really wish I had caught it quicker and changed Evanescence to Simple Plan <laughs> instead of just saying it after. Um, yeah, good. this is a long one. You might, uh, you might doze off, but I'll read it anyway. Two-time Grammy Award-winning Evanescence has made an impact on people around the world. The group's 2003 landmark debut album, Fallen, laid the foundation, spending 43 weeks on the Billboard Top 10 and selling more than 17 million copies worldwide. Debut single and global hit, Bring Me to Life, reached number 5 on the Billboard Hot 100 and marked their first UK number 1 hit single. The equally popular My Immortal peaked at number 7 in the US and UK. Following multiple worldwide tours, The Open Door came next, which went on to sell more than 5 million copies, followed by the self-titled Evanescence, which debuted at number 1 on the Billboard charts. Evanescence went down both very new and familiar paths for the symphonic electronic fourth release, Synthesis. In 2017, via BMG, the album scored four Billboard number 1s, debuting atop the independent alternative rock and classic album charts. Evanescence. Okay, <laughs> now it's all right. No, it's good. This, this is a coffee. This is coffee break time for people listening. Evanescence launched their worldwide Synthesis Live tour in October 2017, combining their intense live performances and timeless songwriting with the powerful live orchestra. In March of 2021, Evanescence released their newest studio album, The Bitter Truth, featuring the song "Wasted on You" and "Use My Voice." both of which were nominated for MTV Video Awards as well as Better Without You, a top 10 charting song at US Rock Radio, having spent an incredible 27 weeks on the chart. All done. Woo! Wow. They didn't really, they didn't really need to write all of that. The same with Civil they Band. They didn't. They're big enough. I suppose they probably think we've got to put something in here. Let's just put our accolades in. That's fair enough. I guess they could just write yeah. We're Evanescence. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, the that's set, what really. Just, yeah, <laughs> listen to the tunes. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, just yeah, I mean, I, yeah, listen to the tunes, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I tell you what, next band I'm in, right? Next band I'm in is that the bio is just say, listen to the tunes, man. That's yeah. it. That's all you awesome. need to get out of it. That's, you don't need any more than that. Um, yes, uh, I like Evanescence a lot. Um, I'm very sad that I have a feeling that they will be on at the exact same time as Vil Valo. So. Mine and Vicky's yeah, plan was to will. watch all of Ville Vallo and then see how much of Evanescence is left and then go and check out the end of Evanescence to see if they still play a few tracks uh, and then we can go get our place for Bring Me. So that's our plan. But yeah, I really like Evanescence. They've got loads of good songs like all strewn throughout all those albums that they mentioned. Um, obviously, you know, the, the, the teenager in me had a massive crush on Amy Lee. So I still do. Um, so I need to see her with my own eyes when we go. So the teenager in me will be happy. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I really like Evanescence. Be I think man a, boner again. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's said? different, different, different type of boner. <laughs> uh, I'd have a different type of boner for Vil Valo and then a different type of boner for Amy Lee. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Um, I don't want to objectify Amy Lee, but yeah, sorry. Just <laughs> I can't, I um, can't go on. But yeah, but yeah. So yes, I like I like Evanescence. Very good. I will try and catch the end of their set if I can. Cool. Um, yeah, I liked Evanescence's first album. I never really listened to any more than that. Um, no particular reason really. We've got over this before. It was back when you had to buy albums, and I was always poor. 
Uh, so I never bought any more albums, pretty much. Um, Their last one was good. The newest I think one, I listened to really that good. one. I think I did listen mm, to that good. one. One of the first albums you ever told me to listen to, actually, for the podcast. Like, one of the really early episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. But yeah, it's, it's not that I don't like it anymore. I still absolutely love the first album. I was gutted that um, the guy from 12 Stones wasn't on all of the songs because that just <laughs> yeah. blew me away. That song, uh, Bring yeah. Me to Life. Yeah, um, great tune. And that's you know what I wanted at the time. I wanted a male and female singer. I think I was like, yes, this is what the world needs um, in a band. But yeah, I mean, it grew on me. The, the album, I didn't think I was going to like it because he wasn't in it. It really massively grew on me. But that, I think for me, there was a time and a place for that kind of music. It's not the sort of thing I could listen to anymore. Uh, so it's the same with, um, yeah, with Intemptation. It's just not my kind of thing anymore. Okay, that's cool. Okay, we are now on to the main stage of the, the Friday. Boy. Big boy. The stage that I was saying to, um, I can't remember if I was saying to this at the weekend, but I always, it might have been Ben, Chids, or Harry, I always, it might have been you actually, I can't remember. I always forget when you first walk into download how absolutely huge that main stage is. And you know, yeah. this is like my like 14th, 15th download, but it never clicks in my brain until you do that first walk in. And I always look down and think, Jesus, that's a big stage, man. Yeah. Like if you're playing on the main stage, wow, it's a huge stage to be playing. So it's a massive deal to, for any band to get on the main stage, whether they're established or not, because I guarantee you play festivals that have a lot smaller main stages than download. It's giant. Yeah. Um, did, didn't the second stage used to be the first stage or the main stage when it was in inside the track? I'm sure, I it used to be no a lot idea. smaller. Yeah, yeah I, don't... I don't ever remember it being as big. Like now if you get to the front of download where you're sort of almost under that sort of download little arch that comes over and you look up and you think it's big really big stage um yeah. but yeah i'm not sure about that i don't know um i i think the main stage back in the day was quite big i'm not sure if now it's as big as it is because i think the area that it's in is much bigger but yeah maybe yeah i don't know it's a good point I have a i'd feeling... like to go back in time and have a look at both and see yeah if anybody knows to a more certainty than we do yeah, second stage is still a big stage. Like if you're on the second stage, it's a huge stage for for yeah. a second stage at a festival. It's just that that main stage is just every time I forget how, and I'm, I'll get the exact same thing this year when we do that first walk in. I'll be like, "Yeah, Jesus, that's a big stage." While we're at it, I keep remembering and then forgetting, and then remembering and forgetting. Kelly pointed out to me, um, and she asked if you went into the main stage and pinpointed your location from the pilot. Because you said you looked around at all the trees to work out oh. where you were camped, so you couldn't say I camped here in the arena in the pilot. Do you know what? I completely forgot to do that last year. I was having yeah. way too much fun. Yeah. Um, I'll try. You need to. Someone needs to remind me to do that this year. Because yeah, I have a picture from from mine and Vicky's tent over at the trees, so I knew where we were, and I thought I'm going to get that picture up and then walk around, download, and try and find the exact space where we were camped on the pilot because you were much closer to the stage. Obviously, the stage was a bit smaller, but a lot smaller. Um, but yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. I tried, I, I remember I was saying I was going to do it last year. Yeah. But when you get to download, you're so excited and there's so much stuff happening. You're so stimulated. I always forget loads of shit that I'm supposed to do when I'm there. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to go see this. I'm going to go to this thing. I'm going to go get this food, this food. And when you get there, so much stuff's actually happening to you at the time. You yeah. forget all the stuff that you're actually supposed to do when you're there. So, yeah. If it's your first time going to download, don't expect to see all of it the first time. <laughs> it might take you no. a couple to go and see everything because, like, yeah, it, it is quite overwhelming when you get there. Even when you've been to loads of them, when you get there, you think, I forgot how vast this festival actually is. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Ke- Kelly asked me if you did it because like, when we got back last year. Um, and so now it's been, what, 49 weeks since we <laughs> were at download last. And I kept forgetting to remind you or ask you about it. So I'm not going to be the one to remind you to do it. Okay, <laughs> I'll see if I can remind myself. It'll be somebody yeah, else. I'd, I'd, I'd like to do that to find out exactly where I yeah. was. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's go from the bottom of the main stage. Stand Atlantic. In an Australian pop-punk band from Sydney, formed in 2012, the band consists... Oh, yeah, I said that. I said the very first word wrong, and now it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Stand Atlantic are, are an Australian pop-punk band from Sydney, formed in 2012. The band consists of vocalist, guitarist Bonnie Fraser, guitarist David Potter, bassist Mickey Rich, and drummer Jono Pinicci. Stand Atlantic gained prominence in the Australian music scene with the release of their demo EPs Catalyst and A Place Apart. The band signed with Rude Records in 2017 and released a single Coffee at Midnight which landed them positive reviews. They released an EP Sidewinder in September 2017. Their debut album Skinny Dipping was released in October 2018. The second album, Pink Elephant, was released on 7th of August 2020. Their third album, Fear, was released on 6th of May 2022. Lots of facts there for you. Very factual one. I liked it. What about some opinions? Uh, yeah, I've, I've written like pop slash rock punk band. So pop punk stuff. Uh, was okay. Not for me. It was really good. Very <laughs> like, good. Like most of the bands on this day. <laughs> They're all okay. They're all f- Most of them are fine. Yeah, but it's really not not for me, not my not my bag, baby. Yeah, I really liked Stand Atlantic. Um, I had them come on quite a bit. I think it was one one um, playlist I put on today. I thinking it was all the bands. I thought I'd have maybe a quick go over as many bands as I could. It was like it was only about four bands. It was I can't remember who the other bands were, but Stand Atlantic was one of them. And I just kept going, oh asking Alexandria. And I was like skip. Skip, when are we going to get some bands that I haven't listened to for a while? Skip. <laughs> and it was loads and loads of Stand Atlantic on there, and I quite enjoyed it. I really did. Cool. So, yeah, they're quite good for me. Yeah, Stand Atlantic. Nova Twins. Nova Twins are the zeitgeist-capturing polymath pioneers of our, that our times have been waiting for. Their debut album, Who Are the Girls, planted their flag as out as outliers on a mission. The same fighting spirit is ingrained in their new... Mercury, Mercury shortlisted album Supernova, a piece of work that's fearlessly, that fearless, that's fearlessly itself, once again playing with genre and rich in different moods, textures, uh, textures, and layers, all with, all the while retaining that purity and simplicity of the essential elements. South love bass, guitars, drums, and a whole lot of energy. That one was hard to read. It probably, probably obvious. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Nova Twins, like heavy alt-rock stuff. Um, again, it's good, but it's not my thing at all. Hmm. Didn't really dig it. I think Nova Twins have played Download a couple of times and I've tried to listen to them and I'm like, eh, nah. Yeah, 
Uh, I think they, maybe they played last year. I'm pretty sure it was on last year's thing that we done. I'm yeah. pretty sure we've spoken about them before. So yeah, yeah, I think they were on last year. Yeah, and I I don't remember liking their stuff, um, but the ones I listened to this year, I I did quite enjoy. Uh, it did feel like different. It was like slightly different music. Maybe the the stuff they've released is sort of jumped to the top of their Spotify, and that's the ones mm-hmm. I've listened to more more than newer stuff. But um, yeah, it was okay. I wouldn't go and watch them. To be fair, I don't think pretty much the same, pretty much the same as you. Yep. Cool. Nova Twins. That was Hot Milk. Hot Milk are an emo power pop dual fronted band from Manchester, England. Jim and Han met in a bar in the North Quarter quarter in 2016, became fast friends and have lived together ever since. What started over a bottle of wine and an acoustic guitar in their living room, whilst it pissed it down outside, quickly became their vice and a way to survive through everyday life. The, the Manchester weather, coupled with their persistent desire to fill a meaning, meaning-shaped hole, meant that one song quickly turned into 15 after running home from work during lunch breaks and staying up all night. Singing sad songs with happy melodies, Hot Milk are a celebration of, of the real, with fun, family and kindness at the forefront of their minds, Hot Milk hope to create an open and warm sphere where everyone is invited. That was okay. not yeah. easy to read either. That wasn't an easy one. That was a cool one, though. Yeah. Um, I like the way they <laughs> said about the shit Manchester weather. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Hot Milk. I've written pop punk slash alt rock. Again, good, but not for me. Not my <laughs> sort of stuff. Um, but I can hear a lot of Bring Me The Horizon in their music. There were bits of it where I thought, that's very Bring Me. So yeah. it kind of makes sense for them to play on this day because they might catch a few of the uh, Bring Me The Horizon fans and bring me bring them over to their camp. So, yeah, a good, but again, as 90% of these bands, good, <laughs> but not not my kind of thing. Yeah, I, I was about to read Hot Milk's thing again. I quite like <laughs> quite like Hot Milk. Okay. Um, I've said a few times cool. on this before. Um, it's not a band I think about putting on very often, but if I remember to do it, I probably would. I'd go, you know, I'd... I can listen to Hot Milk today. Um, so yeah, a, a, yeah little, cool. a little bit more than some of the other bands. Yeah. Yeah, they had a lot of cool elements in their music. Yeah. Awesome. That was uh, Hot Milk, yeah. Neck Deep. Over the last decade, Neck Deep have gatecrashed the charts, both at home and internationally, sold hundreds of thousands of records and concert tickets, graced magazine covers all over the world, and toured with some of the biggest names in the business in the, pro- in the process. As the band entered the second decade as a band, You'd continue to be foolish betting against the boys from Wrexham. That's it for Neck Deep. Cool. Yeah, I've one. written pop pop punk. Singer nope. has the kind of voice that I can't stand. <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I thought it might, might have been that for you. Um, no. Cool. Yeah, again, I don't mind them. Um, listen to them a little bit, not loads, I think. A, a lot more pop punky and a lot more of that annoying voice than I remember. Remember there was a there was a single we quite liked, like probably about six years ago now. I'd never the first time I ever heard them. We were watching Kerrang a lot, and the single kept coming on, and we, we it grew on us, and it was quite good. But then a lot more of that annoying voice than I remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, neck deep that was. Next up is Pendulum, one of the most iconic electronic acts of all time. Pendulum are back, marking the end of their hiatus with a brand new EP, Elemental and stunning Trinity concept show during 2021, 
Pendulum are now fully gearing up for a monumental return to the live band and more new music in 2022. Uh, yeah, yeah, I really, really like Pendulum. Um, yeah, I mean, what are they? They're like an electronic rock slash dubstep slash D&B band. They do like pretty much everything within theirs. They're bordering on metal sometimes. Other times they're bordering on just standard electronic stuff other times they do like dmb they're very hard to pinpoint within the sort of electronic genres um but i must say they are without a doubt one of the best bands i've ever seen live at download they are incredible live um for musicians to play that sort of stuff live on instruments is really super impressive their drummer is insane um really really good i will not be missing this band fingers crossed um i will try and catch as much of their set as i possibly can um and yeah good vibes i i can't wait i'm really excited to see to see pendulum really really excited awesome um they are very much not for me <laughs> i think okay so. i won't be seeing them Subheadlining the main stage is architects as a band who never stop writing the kernels of the songs that make up the classic symptoms of a broken spirit were already in progress before the ink had time to dry on the artwork of their last record. Architects were on a creative roll and the record was born of that creative freedom, produced by Dan Searle and Josh Middleton, with additional production from Sam Carter at Deacon's Middle Farm Studios and their own Brighton Electric Studios, before being mixed by Zach Cervini. The band were buoyed, the band were buoyed by finally being back in a room together. The the band were buoyed, as in like buoyed in like in water. <laughs> the band were... yeah, boy, they were buoyed with excitement. They were all just floating around the room. Apparently, it kind of makes sense. I've never heard of that as a phrase before. Let's do that again. The band were buoyed by finally being back in a room together after the last album was made most remote, mostly remotely due to the COVID restrictions. The result was something altogether more free, playful, and spontaneous, Searle explains. I don't think I like Architects. Uh, I'm sure we've said this before on the podcast. They're one of those bands that I've been recommended... Recommended? I can't even talk. They're a band that I've been recommended on multiple occasions by multiple people. They have everything of a band that I should like. I just cannot get into the Architects. Cannot get into them one bit. Don't like them. Will not be watching. But fair enough. I know they have a lot of fans and a lot of people out there like them. Um, so I'm, I know it's super exciting for a lot of people that Architects and Bring Me are playing one after the other. Um, so if you're digging that, then you're going to have an absolutely fantastic evening at Download. So yeah, more power to you if you like both those bands because I'm sure you're going to be literally living your best life watching Architects and then Bring Me. So yeah Fair play. that was a good point i hadn't thought of that yeah but yeah they, they probably both have a lot of the same fans so Definitely. that's gonna be amazing yeah but yeah not for me i I don't i don't particularly like the architects too much never really put my finger on why but yeah same okay let's see what bring me the horizon have to say then brit and grammy nominated multi-platinum selling quintet bring me the horizon are one of the most electrifying and successful rock bands to emerge from the uk Bring Me The Horizon have an exhilarating few years, have had an exhilarating few years, sorry, selling over 5 million albums globally to date, playing sold-out shows in over 50 countries, 
including two sold-out nights at London's O2 and a night at the Forum in Los Angeles. Is that it? That's it. I'm wondering okay. if fans know about the the two nights at London's O2 to headline. Oh, I get you. Show, yeah, headline download or headline other festivals. Whenever. The litmus test. Yeah. The download litmus test. I Maybe. Mean, look, I I can't understate how much of a huge deal it is for Bring Me the Rise to be headlining this festival. Like literally, for anyone out there shitting on them headlining, they literally started playing this festival on on the small stage like they've played pretty much every stage at this festival all across the years dating back to like 2006 if there's any band that deserves to be headlining this festival it's bring me the horizon because they truly have worked their absolute asses off for it so i am absolutely buzzing that they are now big enough to headline down a festival to be honest they've been big big enough to headline down a festival for a few years really um, but it's just come to that point now, the tipping point now where we've got the old guard dying off and we need to start getting these big bands to prove themselves headlining so they can do it multiple times in the future. So, yeah, I love Bring Me. I love pretty much all their albums. Um, I think that they're very interesting as a band. They're not afraid to make whatever they're feeling to make at the time. If they want to make an emo song, they'll make an emo song. If they want to make a, a, a death metal song, they'll make a death metal song. They just don't care and i think that's what i like about them the most they're like this is what we're gonna make and you can like it if you want as it (laughs) turns out a shitload of people like it which is great and i think that's a really good thing to have as a band to be that free um but yeah i'm i'm super excited they're probably one of the bands i'm looking forward to the most across the entire weekend so i will be watching every single note and i guarantee you i will lose my voice after this set (laughs) because i will be singing every single word like proper nice very well said um you got all of the main points out there the biggest talking points really um i i've said a few times i've tried getting into them there's a, there's a few more songs that i like now than I, did, I didn't like before or hadn't heard but i think generally i can't get into bring me the horizon but okay. the same as you not not sitting on any of the fans or them for headlining it just i don't know where it came from I, I was oblivious to their uprising. That's probably not the right word. But I was oblivious to their uprising um, completely <laughs> over the years. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, well done to them. Yeah. I think I put on an album recently, the one with the umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. That's the spirit. Yeah. And I went into it wanting to like it. You know, I, I, I've had times before where, you know, there's a band I've listened to and I don't want to like them so I don't like them. I just don't <laughs> don't pay attention in my head or whatever while I'm listening but I went in wanting to try and get into more Bring Me The Horizon songs but it just, it, it's just, yeah, it's not for me which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think though that seeing them live might be able to oh, get you to turn that final corner. Maybe. I am absolutely going to be watching them live no matter what I've just said. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited by it. I'm excited to see what they'll bring uh, they're not one of the old guards. They're one of the brand new bands. Well, not a brand new band around, but a brand new band to headline. The yeah. first, probably the first new band that's a younger, younger generation band since Avenged did it in yeah, definitely. Yeah. fourteen was 14. it? Fourteen. Yeah, you're right. Since Avenged, yeah. the first band where they've been boosted up to say, "Go on, then have a crack. Yeah. See what you can do." Yeah, which I think is great. Um, and 
yeah, hopefully we'll be doing more bands of this in the next couple of years. I mean, what I would say about Bring Me is for this whole day, this is by far my least favorite day out of the festival with the bands that I liked the least, right? And I don't want to put anyone off by that, but I think this is the reason why, right? A lot of these bands are based upon a young fan base. That's how mm. I can see this day running. I can see there's a lot of really young bands and a lot of the sounds that these bands are doing are sounds that really appeal to younger people. Now, because Bring Me The Horizon are Bring Me The Horizon, there will be a lot of younger fans watching them. So I can see why they've gone the way they have throughout this day. Now, a lot of that stuff is not crafted to me. I love Bring Me The Horizon, but I'm not necessarily loving all the bands that are playing on the day. But I can see why they've done it. And I know for a fact that Bring Me The Horizon are really, really big on making sure that me, that women have representation within music like on that album um their uh last album they had only we i think it was only female features on the album all females so they're really trying to you know push the boundaries and make sure that you know female bands and you know musicians themselves are being pushed which i think why there is so many female-led bands on here and that's the sort of uh you know think thought process that these young people are going to have as well they're going to want to see all sorts of representation throughout the day so i think that's why they've picked the bands that they've picked for this day that's my theory behind it anyway that they're going for a sort of younger generation so yeah that's why this hasn't spoken to me that much i mean you know i'm only 25 but you know this hasn't (laughs) spoken to me that (laughs) much this day yeah so it should have um but it hasn't um but yeah, so I totally get it. It's definitely my least favorite day of download. There are bands scattered throughout there that I like and some bands that I really want to see. Um, but yes, uh, I'm super excited about Bring the Horizon and I can see why they've laid this day out the way that they have if that point got across to anyone. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, again, that's not something I'd actually thought about. And I love thinking about the whys of, of things, like why instead of instead of like bitching and saying i want this or you know they've 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 done me wrong you know they've done this for a reason why have they done it yeah yeah we can step outside and sort of see that though where the other people because stuff isn't specifically tailored to them they're just generally unhappy with it yeah but they can't see the outside or the bigger reason why this would work as a day because there's a certain band headlining yeah and that's fair enough the people you know everyone's different so but that's my theory behind the way that the bands are laid out the way they are on this day yeah it does make sense and, and with, with the day tickets as well i mean they, they're gonna want yeah mm-hmm. they're not gonna put on a load of bands that people going for the headliner aren't gonna like it just makes sense it, yeah it does yeah i agree with you exactly absolutely makes sense yeah. yeah so yeah not not my favorite day but a lot of bands that i am looking forward to and that me and Ad are definitely going to go and check out and then obviously we will be at bring the horizon hopefully having a bloody fantastic time yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward to it even even if it's not yeah. my kind of cup of tea definitely yeah cool um well that is everything for the friday then everything all the bands so far i think we yeah there's nobody dropped out of that one apart from aviva that we said yeah there might be might be some changes like you said if that band's gone there might be another band that's popped in there if we find out which band have popped in before the next episode we'll, we'll give them a quick review um yeah. just to see what we think of them you know on the on the thursday one because there's not that many bands on the thursday but i think me and ad are going to talk about some we'll know a bit more by that point hopefully so um within the next week we should get some more news so we can discuss 
obviously the smaller band amount of bands that are playing on the Thursday and then some other stuff surrounding the whole festival fingers crossed yeah absolutely um the same as we did last last year i think that's why we left the thursday till last before we went backwards throughout the days because there's less bands to talk about we can add in all the extra stuff like the map when they talk about it uh so yeah that'll be two weeks time um we will probably hopefully talk about the bands that have been announced for the body takeover on the wednesday which is happening super early if there's any bands that you want to see on that I hope you do well and we, we actually all get in on time um, yeah. for you to be able to go and, go and see them. But yeah, we, we will be talking about those as well. Is it Bad Omens who have replaced somebody on the Sunday? Bad Omens replaced yeah, I think Distillers? So. Yeah, so we'll yeah. we'll do that. We'll basically do everything we've everything that's changed, everything that we haven't done already. Uh, we will though, be putting an extra episode out next week. Uh, it's going to be amazing. And then obviously the final episode we'll be releasing will be on wednesday morning that we're all going to download um so like we said earlier get your submissions into the in for that you can find all the links that you'll need in the episode description we discovered the other day it's not actually in the podcast description so i need to get on that and hopefully i can add it in there but yeah if you go into a specific episode you'll be able to find our link tree and all the links you'll need uh you can send us a facebook message um instagram message you can do voice messages on both of those you can send us an email and one of us will read it out i'm sure there's one other way you can you can you can send us a message on discord join the discord and just send us a message there is a specific channel for wednesday that Stu yeah. made which is uh awesome i wouldn't even thought of that so uh, thank you Stu. again all the cool things you've got about a week and a half get them in you've got like don't, don't think of it that way you've got like three days get it in today <laughs> The, the day that you're listening, get it in today, and we'll be happy. You'll be happy. Everyone listening will be happy. Um, who else will be happy? Um, aliens. Aliens. A- aliens <laughs> listening right now in the cosmos. Remember, they can tune in from anywhere. Someone could be in another galaxy. As long as they can get Spotify, <laughs> they can listen as well. So they'll be happy. Or, or um, iTunes. Or iTunes. Wherever. Yeah, Andy Copping will be happy. <laughs> The little download dog, the cute little download dog will be happy as well. Yeah. Come on. I, I think Ben Chidsvids will be happy too, download dog. <laughs> yeah, everyone that we know will be happy. Yeah. So get your Wednesday morning <laughs> stuff in now. Send us stuff, email us, whatever. Just get stuff over to us and you will be a part of the Wednesday morning episode. Awesome. And a part of the podcast as a whole. We're a big family. We love you all. We'll have a meet up at download. We'll all get drunk together. It's going to be amazing. And we need to thank our Patreons. Uh, we do have a new Patreon this week. Patron? Ooh, Patreon? Yeah. I, I can keep forgetting. Patron. Patron? Patron. 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 We can probably make a song out of that. I'm going to try and make a song out of that. <laughs> massive, massive thank you to Jake Carr Smith. You're a legend. You're all legends, Patreons. But Jake Carr's a new one. It's his spot. The spotlight's on him at the moment. <laughs> The spotlight is on you, Jake. <laughs> the Dogtooth Days patrons, James Harrison, Alexander Toon, and Jacob, all of you are massive, massive legends. Thank you so much for supporting us. If anybody else... Yeah, if anyone else wants to support us in any way possible, 
then um, yeah, get on the Patreon. Obviously, anything you could give would be great. We've got like a really sort of low tier at the moment, but me and Adam have been talking, uh, me, Adam and Stu, about making merch, getting some t-shirts made and all that sort of stuff. So the more people we get on the Patreon, um, the more sort of tiers we will add. And eventually we will make some stickers and some t-shirts and, you know, all sorts of stuff that people can actually have. So you can have physically something of Dear Download and not just uh, listen to our gorgeous vocal tones Mm -hmm. um, in the air between your eardrums excellent and yeah thank you all for listening if you can uh, review or rate us wherever you are listening tell your friends about us tell everybody at download about us we've been dear download it's a goodbye from simon goodbye and a goodbye from me goodbye